Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. They're back. The Tampa Bay Lightning, you know that team that dominated the NHL for most of this season? Yeah, those guys. They showed up Tuesday, and they beat the Boston Bruins 4 to nothing at Amelie Arena. They're tied with Boston now with 110 points for first in the Eastern Conference, although the Bruins have a game in hand. And, hey, Tampa Bay fans, to channel Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. How about the Lightning? Turns out the weather wasn't the only thing lousy at the Yankees' home opener. The Tampa Bay Rays. They fell behind 4-1, to one, battled back to tie 4-4, four to four, but it was the DD show. We'll get into that. And Jameis Winston proves why he can be so darn likable despite everything swirling around him. A conversation about his dream room, which he unveiled at Alexander Elementary on Tuesday. All that and more on Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud with the Tampa Bay Times, along with Steve Bursnick, who's back from Emily Arena, having seen the uh, Lightning beat the Boston Bruins. We'll talk about the Bolts' big win and what it means, but first... Before we get into today's show, I want to tell you about a special offer from Audible.com. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial membership. That's a $15 value. And as a listener to this show, you'll get a free audiobook. Just go to audibletrial.com. That's spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com slash sports day to take advantage of the deal. That's audibletrial.com slash sports day for a free 30-day trial membership and a free audiobook. Okay, Steve, you were there, and I was not, but I watched every uh, single minute of this game, and this was playoff hockey. This is what it felt like to me. Am I wrong about that? How oh, it, it, feel it absolutely was. This was the best two periods the Lightning have played in some time, and I, I thought they've actually played fairly well recently, uh, including the loss to Boston last week and Nashville Sunday. Uh, but the first two periods were the best two periods they've played in a long time. Complete game, uh, defensively, no breakdowns. Uh, offensively, they were shooting the puck. They had 33 shots through two periods. Uh, you know, I remember in the first period looking up, and it was early. It was four to two Boston in shot advantage. Next thing you looked up, and it was 15 to five in favor of the Lightning. Um, they dominated the faceoff window uh, against uh, Boston, which with Patrice Bergeron, you never dominate them, and they won something right, like 56, 57 right. percent of the faceoffs tonight. Um, mm-hmm. They came ready to play, and they played like a playoff team, uh, a team ready for next week to begin. And it was so big for them. And they they also out hit uh, the Boston Bruins, which was you know taking the fight to them, something like thirty four twenty two. I mean, they gave them no space at all on defense. And you're right, uh, um, that's probably what helped uh, Vasilevsky as much as anything, who was brilliant in goal. And you know this, Steve, this was a statement game. And we we talked about you know when you when you're zero and three against the team, and the Bruins have had the Lightning's number not just this year, but really every year going back to the almost the inception of the franchise. But when you know you're going to see these guys and you're fighting for first place, uh, and this would have decided it had Boston won, then there was probably virtually no way that the Lightning was going to get uh, that number one seed. Now they're still in it. They, you know, Boston still has a game in hand. We'll see what happens in the next three or four games. But psychologically, I mean, this this was huge because not only did they win the game, Steve, I mean, you know, they were dominant in this game. They beat these guys every way you can beat another hockey team 
on the scoreboard, four to nothing. Um, you know, uh, defensively, as you mentioned, just just every way you want to just say to the Boston Bruins, look, if we see you again, and we most likely will at some point, maybe in the second round, we can do this to you. You know, be on notice that when we bring our A game, and they were playing without Steven Stamkos on top of that, and he'll absolutely be back for the playoffs, or at least it seems that he will be. And so, yeah, I, I just think this was, you know, for as much as we said, well, you know, the playoffs, you flip the switch, and it's a different. No, this this game meant something, and I'll tell you how you know it meant something. Listen to what Victor Hedman said. How big this game was for the Lightning. Yeah, it was huge, and uh, not just the win, but the way we played too. We, uh, you know, we the first two periods was some of the best hockey we played all year, and. Uh, in the third period, we did a good job of shutting them down, and you know that's a, that was a big shout out for us. We we wanted to to play a good defensively game, defensive game, and Vas uh, was huge for us. So uh, overall, it was a great team effort, and uh, very happy with the way we played. Yeah, I I agree with everything he said there. It was huge, and and that just goes to show you that they they talk about these things, they feel these things, they feel the pressure uh, in in the club, in the locker room, and so uh, you know it was big for them. Ryan Callahan. Uh, however, when, when he talked about it after the game, you know, people were wondering, did they need to win to kind of validate what they have done this season by beating the Bruins? A lot of chatter been in the media about, you know, validating us, you know, getting this win to validate it. But we had confidence in here. That's two good teams. You know, it's a bounce here. It's a bounce there. Um, so we were worried about the two points more than, you know, mentally getting a win against Boston. Uh, you know, that's two very good hockey teams playing each other. I tend to agree uh, more so with Victor than I do with Ryan. Well, I could tell you in, in being there, and, and we were commenting up in the booth, um, you know, even from before the faceoff. So the teams are starting to take the ice. And Nikita Kucherov, yeah. if he's starting, usually he's kind of skating around a little loosey-goosey. He was sitting yeah. right at the red line, right in his spot, sitting there ready, waiting for the faceoff before anyone else is in the, the refs in there, before the other players, and he's just sitting there. You could tell he was focused, he was intense, and he skated wow. well tonight. Uh, Yanni Gord skated very well tonight. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's the best those two have played in a while. It seemed like they, mm-hmm. were, they were energized, they were into it, they, were, they had a, a bigger jump in their step. Um, the Kunitz, Callahan, Paquette line was phenomenal tonight. Um, they were all over everywhere on the ice. Um, there right. was just there was there was an intensity of on the Lightning team that we haven't seen in, in some time. Uh, I think you'd started to see it the last week or two coming back, but tonight it was there. Of course, Steven Stamkos didn't play, and Braden Point sort of started at center for him on that line with Kucherov. And I thought that they kind of wanted to. It seemed like they were matching up uh, against the the Brad Marchand line, right? A point usually takes the the best defensive line or the best offensive line of the other team. So that would definitely be right. the Bergeron, Marchand, uh, Pasternak line, which is maybe the best line in hockey this year, to be honest. Right. And they did a nice job uh, against them, and and of course Vasilevsky, who again we've talked about this, how he's had you know forty goals in his last ten starts, and. Just didn't seem like Vasilevsky. Not not that he's played poorly. It's just that I guess he played so well at the beginning of the year that you took for granted that he would stop everything. He uh, didn't allow a goal. Uh, gets his eighth shutout, Steve. But interestingly, it's only his first one. I say only, but it's his first one since the All Star break. So it's been a while since he's had one of these games. Wow, I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah, since the All Star break, that the eight shutouts, by the way, I think sets the team record. It does. Yes, it does. Yes. Um, so just a, an unbelievable year continues for him. And, and I gotta, I gotta imagine he's got 43 wins by the way. And, and that's tops in the NHL, but 
I got to believe this was big. This was just as big for him. Um, the defense played well or better around him. They they got the puck out of the zone with which much much more ease. They fought. I thought they fought really hard for it too. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it seemed like they won all those battles um, that you need to win in your own zone. And that that was a big difference for him as well. So they were smart they getting let, the puck out of the zone too. They did a lot of chipping yes. the puck out and chipping it in deep, and then go chasing. Yes, it and forechecking. Right. And, and, you know, the other part, you talk about how big this game was in the statement to beat Boston. Not only to beat Boston, but when Braden Point scored in the second period to make it one nothing, that was the first lead that the Lightning had against Boston all year. That's amazing. That's you know, amazing. They hadn't Back led to, a game I, yet. This was the fourth game they played, and they hadn't led a game yet. Not only that, but I don't think they had had a lead since, like, March of 2017 <laughs> against Boston. <laughs> I mean, they, they, I mean you get, the Boston thing, you know – the record against Boston is is as bad as 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 the British. I mean, it's like it's it's just you know they they just haven't they haven't done anything against the Bruins, and and so you not you know here are these look. I mean, how good is this Eastern Conference? I mean, how many teams legitimately can you say going into this postseason could win the Eastern Conference? There's a bunch, right? I would say uh, the three in the Atlantic: Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Boston. Okay. Uh, I think the Capitals for sure. Okay. Um, you can never count out the Penguins. The Penguins are the defending. Yeah. Uh, Columbus. That's what I, was I think. I think Columbus is one of the teams you don't want to face early in the playoffs. They got a huge um, win. Today. The way they're playing. Yeah, they came. They came way back from behind. Way back. One five four. Uh, Tortorella was going nuts. By the way. Yeah. So there's six teams. Um, you know the others. Uh, you know I don't know if if either New Jersey or Florida, Florida or Philly have a legit shot to win. You know right. the, the Eastern Conference, but could they win a series or two? Yes, but but to say legitimately, mm-hmm. any of those six teams, you would not totally be surprised if they ended up going to the Stanley Cup Finals. No, no, I would not at all. And That's hey, something. And hey, the Lightning tonight won a goalie interference challenge. I know that never. I know. Happens. I w- as soon as that as soon as that happened, I I, I said to my wife, they never win these. <laughs> and well, they did. We're looking at going. Uh, it's fifty fifty, and the Lightning never win these. Right. But actually, Rick, the, you could say the Lightning won two goalie interference challenges in one night. The Panthers leading 2-1 to one against the Predators. Point right. 0.6 seconds left, Philip Forsberg scores a goal to win. Well, they turns out Victor Arvidsson's stick forced Luongo to turn, and they overturned the goal for a goalie interference challenge. And you ask why the Lightning, that's important. Well, the Lightning are now tied with Boston. Mm-hmm. You need Boston to lose at least one game. Of the next three, they play Florida. They Florida twice. twice. Yeah. Had Florida lost tonight, they would have almost been eliminated from the playoffs. They would have only Philly could they have caught at that point, and they would need to win their last three, and Philly lose their last two. But the mm-hmm. win tonight now keeps them a little more alive. There's st- it's still a longer shot for them to make it, but they play Boston on Thursday in Sunrise before right. the Lightning's next game. You need Florida to win that game to put the Lightning back in control of their own destiny. Yeah, I think they even play them the last game of the season, uh, which might be Sunday. And Sunday in Boston. That's a makeup game from a game in January that was snowed out. And so if they're fighting for the final playoff spot and maybe Boston's fighting for um, the number one seed, that could be that could be quite a quite a game. I can't believe that they overturned that because I was watching uh, you know the uh, the game. Of course, the Lightning game was on NBC, uh, their sports channel there, and they went to the the highlight and they go, "You won't believe this." Nashville ties it up with less than a second to go, and I was like, "Wow, man, that's that's a tough break for Florida." And then they went away from it, so I never knew 
that they had actually challenged it and then and let alone to overturn it. So that's that's huge for Florida. And I thought so, it yeah, was a, I, mean, I thought it was a pretty weak goalie interference overturning too. I yeah, mean, I haven't seen. The video. I saw situation. kind of the overhead shot of it, and uh, you know, Arvidsson stick did get in there, but I didn't think it was goalie interference. But you know, nobody it, knows anymore. what that is. Anymore. I mean, it's 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 definitely more screwed up than the NFL catch rule ever has been as far as understanding <laughs> what goalie interference is. But because they can't define it, at least they've tried to define the catch rule. You know what I mean? Like they can tell you, it, nobody interprets it the right way. But I think it'll, they're closer to it now than they were before they changed the rules this past owners' meetings. But yeah, no, it's completely arbitrary with goaltender interference. Well, and here's the thing what, with goaltender interference. Now they put it in Toronto's hands. It's no longer the local official. It's no longer yeah, you know. Yeah, right. So so now there should be more consistency to it. There isn't. No. I mean, granted, no. it's not. It's more than one guy in Toronto. I mean, but there's no consistency still. Right, but you but, would think that the league. But tonight, the Lightning won two of them. Right now, that's a good way to look, good way of looking at <laughs> one it. One in and, Tampa, and one both, in Sunrise. Both of those will help them, uh, presumably, and and maybe look, maybe they get the number one seed, which would be huge to have home ice advantage. I mean, I think when you go to a game seven, which could happen in any series, you certainly would prefer to be playing here. I do have a question about uh, you know I'm watching the game, and uh, of course, uh, I, I think one of the goals was from uh, from J T. Miller, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was the throw-in guy of that deal with the New York Rangers, and Ryan McDonough was the guy that everybody talked about. Am I wrong about this? Is Miller a more valuable player, maybe, perhaps, of of, of, of the trades that Eisenman made? Could he be more valuable to, to the Lightning going forward, even? I don't know if I'd say he's more valuable. Um, by getting Ryan McDonough, you're no longer playing Andre Schuster or Jake Dotchin or Slater Cuckoo. That's true. So you've upgraded your defense. Even if he hasn't been maybe spectacular, although I don't think you got him to be spectacular, that wasn't the role you wanted him to play on this team. So right. to say J.T. Miller is more valuable. J.T. Miller and Vladislav Nemestikov have similar skill sets, but Miller's mm-hmm. more, bigger, more physical, and it's a presence they, that the Lightning don't really have. They bring up all these forwards and centermen that are small, Anthony Sorelli size and you know, you know Yanni Gord and Tyler Johnson and – you know, you name it. Miller gives them a little more bulk, a little more presence, a little more um, size up there, and, and that really helps them. And he's a really good player. I mean, it, it seems like it was a throw-in, and, and Iserman told us at the trade that it was kind of a – it kind of happened the day of the trade that he got brought in there. You're not sure if it was the Rangers wanting to get rid of him or if it was Iserman asking about him to include in the trade. Um, you know, you're not sure how that – you know, you never know how those work out, but – um, I think they saw that, you know, he brought a, a, a skill set to them and, and some size and some more grit to him that can really help, and especially battling in the corners and such. Um, yeah, another guy in been, front of the net. He's uh, 17 points now in the 17 games with the Lightning. But he had, he had a great, uh, you know, two-on-one, which uh, they had taken away the passing lane, and, and he buries it. And, uh, he's got and a nice scores, shot. So he's got a really he nice does. shot. Quick shot. So, yeah, I mean, look, this is – and. We were talking about it before the podcast, Steve. You you said that this is as big for the the fans of the Lightning to relax as it is for the team, and I guess to some extent that's true. I I kind of lean towards you know the guys that that have the sticks and have to grip them tighter. Um, but you know what? If everybody's confident in the building. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, I, I imagine you probably feel that tension, you know, go, going down from the from the arena to the ice if if you're not confident in playing the team that you're playing. And and now, you know, when, when people show up, if 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 it's Boston at some point in during the NHL playoffs, then the last the last image they had is the Tampa Bay Lightning just you know steamrolling them four to nothing in a game that you know it wasn't a fluky game either. It was like both teams were playing uh, you know just you know hair on fire, full out. It was it was it felt like playoff intensity hockey to me. Well, the other part of it is, and, and maybe more for the fans. You know, maybe it's not so much the fans, but. You know, assuming Boston and, and Tampa Bay both win their first round series, they'll fa- they'll play in the second round. Right. The media, as you start to get each round of the playoffs, gets bigger, longer. Mm-hmm. It kind of takes up a lot of players' time and energy. Sure. The questions aren't going to be you haven't led against Boston all year. You didn't beat them. Boy, that's such those a good questions point. aren't going to be there anymore. You such know, a and, good point. and taking some and it's not necessarily pressure is not the right word, but it's answering right. those questions over and over again, and it it, it, it can get. You know, probably annoying for the players, I would guess. I mean, I'm not in that situation. I don't get interviewed every day. No, I've been on the other end of that microphone, and I know, I know, I know how it it is. Uh, it, it uses energy that that's negative. You know what I mean, in a mm-hmm. sense. And and they do get tired of answering it. And it is, it's one box that they've checked now that they don't have to, you know, say, well, you got swept by the Bruins. It'll be well, you sort of proved to the last game that. You know, you you can dominate them if if you're on your game. So, it's a quick answer, and and you're right. It won't it won't be the defining story of their series when when and if they ever meet each other. And who knows, maybe one or or the other or both will uh, might get eliminated in the first round. But it sure seems like that Boston and and the Lightning are going to play again. Yeah, and two years ago, and I, I brought this up two years ago when this happened. That if you remember in the Eastern Conference Finals, all of a sudden before Game One, Stamkos started skating. And granted, I didn't think he was close to coming back. And it turns out he came back in Game 7 of that series. Right. But he started skating before Game 1. And all the media went to him. It took the pressure off a lot of players in media availabilities after morning skates, before games, because right. everyone was going, was when focus. are you coming back? Yeah. And, the, and you could see the whole horde of media, especially when you start getting the conference finals. They were all, Stamkos took a lot of pressure off his teammates. Now, I, did, I thought it was more of a taking the pressure off. But it turns out he was actually close to coming back and came back and skated in Game 7, and they ended up losing uh, to Pittsburgh. But, you know, the media, it's just you, you get more. And like you said, you've been on the other side of it, and it's, yes, you, know, you get yes. annoyed by it because it's the same questions over and over. And instead of mm-hmm. two minutes after the game, it's ten minutes, and it's, you know, yep. more people beforehand and more questions and more of the same questions over and over. And it's, it, it's probably more annoying to a point. To them, I think it's it's distracting. It, mm-hmm. it, it just it just becomes not your focus. Of uh, you know that's that's mm-hmm. clearly you can't go back and, and play those games over or change anything. But it is the narrative, and you've sort of you've sort of made it that way by losing all of them. And everybody wants to to, to live in the past, and you just want to move forward. So I mean, I get it from an athlete an athlete standpoint. That is big, and it and it just and it gets the monkey off their back. I mean, you know, they the the Boston thing is a thing, and. Um, for as much as you can say it's a different season in the postseason, there's it's still something that psychologically I think 
probably would have bothered them more than they care to admit. So, yeah, big win for the Lightning. Not such a good day, however, for the other Tampa Bay team that was in action, and that's your Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, one of the worst baseball days I think I've seen. Um, surprised that, that they were able to even get that game in. Steve, it was raining, misting, blowing. But the important Never question, got... was Kevin Kiermeyer all covered in Vaseline? That's <laughs> the important that question story? everybody wants to know. Did you hear that story? That was the big thing all day was like Kevin Kiermeyer saying, I guess he told somebody uh, early in the day that his, his plan to battle the elements was to cover himself. Boy, just imagine the fantasies people were, to cover himself in Vaseline first before he went out Women there Women all over Tampa Bay getting flustered. <laughs> It's just, it's kind of weird, but I guess, I don't know, if you're a Kiermaier fan, I mean, you can let your imagination run wild, I suppose, but uh, it turns out he didn't do that. He layered up, which is the right thing to do. By the way, I mean, one thing that's not hot is his bat. Kevin Kiermaier couldn't be swinging any worse than he is right now. Striking out, not making contact. He's swinging for the fences up. every time. He's trying to be of a home run hitter. He's trying to yoke everything like he always does. And, you know, short porch and right. So, yeah, he's he's your superstar. And I know I rap on him sometimes. I mean, I think he's a terrific center fielder. I've never thought he was a complete player. Um, you know, for a guy that can run, he doesn't steal enough bases. For a guy who should lead off, he strikes well, he's out not, He's not much. a good base runner. He's not a good no. base runner. He's fast. No, he's not a, he's smart not a good base runner. runner. Right. Right. And so there's so many things he doesn't do well. Um, and he's just off to a horrendous start. Yeah. And he came up in situations. Yeah, opening day, he showed that. He was on third base, and a wild pitch yeah, gets Yeah, wild by. pitch. And the third baseman's nowhere near the bag, and he's got no he's lead. A, it's a, he's they flat-footed got the and no lead. Yeah. yeah, he's got no lead, and he's flat-footed. And luckily, yeah. he didn't He didn't decide to run anyway and get thrown out. And then out. get thrown out. Yeah, he but scored, he should have scored but, the, what should have been the third run. Yeah. It would have been a 4-3 game right. at that point. They wound up you know, getting the, the, the two-run or three-run double at that point. With Denard Span, he was very fortunate, and and that that's little league. I mean, that's like you when you're on third with two out, you you lead or ten even if we're less than two out, you you get as big a lead as the third baseman is away from the bag, mm -hmm. thinking that you can beat him back to it should there be a throw, as long as your third base coach is alert. So yeah, in this case, there was a shift on. I mean, there was no way that the third baseman was going to take any kind of throw uh, in a pickoff situation, and he got caught flat-footed on a pass ball. And and it hurt him, and he and he does that. You're right. He's not he's not a smart base runner. He'll make some, but boy, right now, he's going about as bad as anybody is. But they had a lot of things go. I mean, I'll I'll give him credit. They battled back. They were down four to one. Chris Archer, by the way, tell me if you've heard this before. Goes five innings, doesn't pitch very well, but you know does okay. Then he gives up the three run bomb, four runs. You know, like just gets out of the game. It's four to one. Um, not distinguishable. Certainly, certainly not ace. You know, ace stuff, to say the least. Um, How much does the weather know? affect that today, though? I mean, well, those, I'm sure, are, those but, are awful conditions to hit and pitch in. I mean, I, it wasn't. It was terrible conditions to play baseball, and I can't believe they played. Other than, I guess it's on the schedule, and you got to play if you can. Well, get the there. thing the is, the weather. Is, the weather tomorrow is not supposed to be any better. No, you know, and they got to want. You really want to cancel the whole series? No, because you got to play these guys what eighteen times or nineteen yeah. times. Yeah, so it's it's you don't want to play double headers every time you see them. So I mean, I get, I know why that. I mean, baseball to me is amazing in major leagues. Like if you went outside, you go, oh, there's no way that game has to be rained out, and then you realize, no, the lights are on and they're playing. 
I guess the stadium was about, you know, a quarter full for most of the game. It was miserable. Who would sit out in that weather? I played baseball, and the worst elements you can play in is cold and windy. It was cold, windy, and rainy. It was all – it was the – it and was game every five of the season. Yeah, right. So, I mean, they got through it, but they had a chance to – they battled back. They had a chance to stay in that game. Um, a big error, again, by Matt Duffy. He throws away – uh, essentially a sacrifice bunt down the right field line. That allows the Yankees to go back ahead, but then then it was just, you know, D.D. Gregorio. I mean, what a day that guy had. Four for four, a couple of home runs, eight RBI. Eight. That is so rare in, in baseball at any level. Um, and it turns out that uh, they're not really missing Derek Jeter right about now. No, he's definitely, uh, especially, the you know, the latter years of Derek Jeter. Uh, D.D. Right. Gregorio is much better. He did two curtain calls, and I, I thought that was unique for opening day. Um, so anyway, the Rays uh, will continue on, and uh, I, I, I just don't got a good. I got a bad feeling about this one, man. I don't think this is their year. I think we're seeing exactly who the Rays are going to be. But I know everybody's like, "Well, what? You know, they played what now? Five games? Mm-hmm. So all right, you're one and four. Um, one and four can become one and eight or but two. You're and losing, 10 you're losing those to the teams you're going to play in your division eighteen to nineteen times. That's right. That's right. Tough start, Boston Yankees, and so on. We'll see. Uh, final thing, um, or one of the final things I want to mention, I went out and uh, was part of Jameis Winston, had a um, sort of his, his charitable endeavor. His, uh, you know, Jameis has a Dream Forever Foundation. Uh, he unveiled what is uh, his first dream room. It's a technology center, and it's at Alexander Elementary, which is, it, it's a, you know, it's in a, an area where there's a lot of, of uh, families that, uh, uh, you know, don't have a lot of money. And uh, there's, there's people relocated from Puerto Rico from the hurricane. I mean, this is not a, uh, an area that's uh, known for its resources. And so, you know, to, to Jameis's credit, this is why you like Jameis Winston. And regardless of, you know, all, all, I mean, not regardless of, but in spite of all the things that are going on off the field. And when you listen to guys like Joel Glazer talk about how much they believe in him, well, it's for the stuff he did on Tuesday because, um, you know, they put in, they took a classroom, they converted it. Uh, it's, it's got technology all over, a table full of iPads, computers, tons of electronics, software, 3D printers, which this thing is really cool. Like you, you can pr- make your own contraption, print it out, and it actually makes an actual 3D model of what you've just, what you've just built on, on the screen. There's robotics. There's all these ideas to make it come to life. And... Um, and, and Jameis couldn't have been better with the kids. When you see him with kids, and he's going to be a father, his uh, pregnant fiance was there, and um, you really do the, the charisma, and you really do feel him having an affinity for these guys and these kids, and wanting to help them. And um, and you know, and 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 the thing about Jameis, if you know anything about his story, um, he was he you know, education and football have been the pursuits of his life. I mean, he was a guy that made great grades, uh, was accepted at Stanford, made good grades at Florida State, and he talked about just how big it was uh, to combine these two things. Growing up in my household, if I didn't make straight A's, I wasn't going to be able to play ball. You know, So uh, education has always been very important to me, uh, and it helped me uh, kind of get the work ethic that I have now uh, by focusing on my academics uh, before I step foot on the football field. It was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool day out there, and I'll say this about the room. It was... Look, I didn't set it up. I, I, I thought it was really cool. I mean, what they did, the technology in there is terrific, and the, and the students were loving it. But there's, like, this giant 
beyond fathead size <laughs> mural of Jameis, you know, in action throwing a football. It looked like the coolest bedroom you could ever have, right? I'm just thinking it's just, you know, dream forever. What obviously you'd be dreaming about Jameis. Little Rick was it, jealous. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, it'd be great if you're like 10 and you're looking at it. But it did, you know, it it wasn't real modest. <laughs> it was kind of like, yeah, this is the Jameis Winston room. Really, how'd you know? Could it be the life-size photo of Jameis Winston and Jameis is everywhere in that room? But um, So they won't forget who donated the room, but uh, it was cool that uh, that he's going to do it um, throughout the county and superintendent was there. It was a big deal. So uh, we are going to get a chance to talk to him about football when the Bucks uh, start their off-season workout program, I guess that's on April 16th. And so Jameis will be available to talk about the off-season that he's had. And hopefully by then, maybe he's been interviewed by the NFL and, um, you know, uh, can can speak to what's going on there and everything else. But today, or I'm sorry, Tuesday, they really wanted to keep it to just uh, his foundation and what he was doing at the school. So we'll have a chance to talk more to Jameis uh, coming up here uh, in, in about a week or so. Uh, so we got uh, we got the Masters. Hello, friends. The tradition like no other. Par three. Yeah, you know, the par three tournament is Wednesday. Is today, yeah. and then Thursday they tee off, and Tiger Woods is teeing off at ten forty two on Thursday morning. So set your alarms. You want to make sure you do that. And then it's Rays Yankees again today at one o'clock, uh, weather permitting, of course. Yeah, this whole ro- this whole road trip may be weather permitting. Oh, it's going to be brutal. I mean, they said it wouldn't get over 50. I'm not sure it's going to get over 45. Yeah. Um, again, this is the, the worst conditions you could play in. It, it, remi- it was just – I mean, when it's blowing sideways and, and, it's, and, and people are, are in ponchos and, and they're wet the whole time and they're putting down all that, you know, that dry stuff, it, it, was, it was miserable. Anyway, that team's off to a slow start. I'm not sure when it's going to get better or if it will anytime soon. So – Hang on to your uh, to your hats, race fans. I think it's going to be kind of a long year. Well, we thank you for joining us, as uh, we hope you do each and every day. Um, big win by the Lightning. It was fun reviewing their win, of course, over the Boston Bruins, and they got a couple more games. And then before you know it, we'll be talking about the NHL playoffs, and um, it's, it's it's exciting. We've got a Tampa Bay team that really does now. I think, and Tom Jones wrote this, if you want to read his column on TampaBay.com, uh, the Lightning – made the statement, and the statement is they can win. They can go to and win the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think that's that's sort of what this game was all about on Thursday. So we'd love to get your feedback, your interaction. You can always reach us on Twitter, at SportsDayTB. That's at SportsDayTB. You can reach me at NFL Stroud. Or always eat my email, rstroud at tampabay.com. Love for you to rate and review this podcast. And, Steve, where can they do that? Anywhere you get your podcast. So whether you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud, you can rate and review there. Or you can always go to tampabay.com slash sports. Latest episodes are always there. Lightning fans, enjoy the win. We'll talk to you tomorrow. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.